Hello and welcome to the MCU News. On The Wire today, we have news on the passing of a comic book film icon, toxic fan culture, and the mini scripts of Black Panther 2. But first, we have a mini What What If if Ralph bonus episode. Hey, so hey. I had the rough bonus voice. Although I guess this isn't really a bonus if we're doing it within another episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're not doing it separate because for whatever reason, Marvel decided to put out a trailer on the day they released Black Widow, which uh, <laughs> we were a little busy. At least I was a little busy and Tyler got other stuff to do. So we were both a bit busy to do a separate yeah. episode this time. But it's OK. We can we can cover it here. Yeah. So uh, what did we think of the what if trailer? Um, do you want me to start? Or do you want to start? Oh, we should probably say when it comes out. So, yeah, this is coming out in in August. Um, but did they give us an exact date? An exact date? It's August 11th. August, it's August 11th? 11th? Okay. Um, so, it's yeah. It's 10 but, episodes long, so we'll run through. It'll run run through when uh, Shang-Chi Yes, that's theaters. why we're going to do Shang-Chi yeah. stuff before. <clears throat> um, before, uh, before What If? So yes, I I am excited watching this the second time through. I am excited for what if, um, especially I talked about the Marvel moments, um, the Battle of New York, when you know it, we get that that three sixty shot of the original six Avengers, and in what if uh, in this trailer they are they are all different people. So it's gonna be you know that's going to be interesting to see to get that take you know that actually is the most exciting shot of the trailer for me because to me it implied that this is not an anthology show like it was originally marketed Mm -hmm. this looks to be something where the multiverse variants are coming together to fight something in i don't know which timeline which level my hope is is that um here's here's fingers crossed here that what if is totally canon to the MCU and these are variants or parallel timelines or parallel dimensions. And here is my, oh, I'll just cut to the chase here. Um, we have obviously Sam Wilson as new captain America. Mm-hmm. What, and what if here's, here's my pitch. All right. We get a season two of captain America and the winter soldier. However, in Loki season two, Loki visits these what if worlds in live action, or at least one of them. Yeah. And he brings back Haley Atwell as Captain America, Captain Carter. Captain Carter. Yeah. And she is the TV Captain America now. Mm. I'm just saying it could happen. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling from here. It's not like uh, Haley Atwell. I was actually, I was going to say Haley Atwell is not doing anything, but she's in the new, she's going to be in the next two mission impossibles, mm. but I'm sure she'd be happy to be back at Marvel too. Um, and I look at her in this trailer and I'm like, Ooh, but before we get to that, let's talk about the worst part of the trailer, which I think we can both agree on, even though we haven't talked about before, which is the bizarre decision to, um, they have a, most of the actors back, but they inexplicably open with the Iron Man they have, which is very obviously not Robert Downey Jr. Not RDJ, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely not Robert Downey Jr. Um, It's a little little disappointing. Yeah, Um, I I think because of what, like, what if is, because of how integral Tony Stark is, in the MCU, maybe they won't mess with that character too much. No, there is a rumored up. Ep- there are a bunch of rumored episodes out there. Um, 
there's a rumored episode that does focus on Iron Man. Mm. Um, like a different? Not the one that we see in the... Yeah, a different one. Yeah. The one we see in this is a... It, can I just say what it is? The rumored one is uh, what if Iron Man did not make it back through the portal in Avengers 1 and the Grandmaster picked him up? That is the rumored mm. what if uh, for that yeah, He'd one. become the and champion. That car. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the rumored what if uh, for Iron Man. John Dude uh, captures, <laughs> captures <laughs> him instead of... Uh, what I would say to me, let's talk about, well, I don't, I I keep saying I assume this, but I do assume it that to me, the the big selling point of what if is not what is intended to be the selling point is that it is the unfortunate last appearance of Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. And as such, from what Marvel has said to us, it sounds like it will be the last appearance of T'Challa as a character at all for quite some time. Yeah. Um, which is why, to me, the idea of this actually being an interlocking story and we have a new – okay, this is going to sound very sad and also kind of like – I don't. I hope it doesn't sound like I'm being like, well, at least we have this type of thing. But the big – not the big bummer of not having T'Challa anymore, but one of them – and I'm saying T'Challa, not Chadwick because obviously Chadwick is so much more than T'Challa. But of not having T'Challa anymore is that there are so many characters we did not go to see him interact with. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's what's so fun in these Marvel movies is we see all these characters interact with each other. And, that, and the thing is, is I always will say this, is that no matter what, it's never going to be enough. Like with Iron Man, right? Iron Man is in these movies anymore. I don't think he interacted enough with the Guardians, for example. Or, you know what I mean? Like there are character oh, we combinations didn't, that we, we did not get, really get to see. We didn't get any true Mandarin interacting with Iron Man. And the Mandarin is such a big villain in the Iron Man comics. Yeah. I can I can understand that. Yeah, exactly. It's stuff like that. Um, but with this, it looks like we will get a chance to see T'Challa with Yondu, with the Guardians, and with variant versions of other heroes, uh, and even with Killmonger again. I assume because it looks like Killmonger might be becoming a hero in this. Yeah, variant. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in seeing uh, what happens there. Yeah, and it's very exciting to me the idea that these might all intersect at the end, just because of really just because of that. Because I know we're not going to see T'Challa. I do think we'll see T'Challa again at some point, played by a different actor, but I think it's still going to be a while, um, which is such a bummer to me beyond Chadwick's passing, even though, of course, Chadwick's passing is a big aspect of it, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, and I also just think all the other stories in here look really fun. I was a little confused by what Vision's voice is, because it doesn't sound like anyone in these movies. No. I'm a little confused, but that was my big thing. I was like, what is that? Because there's no... I think Paul Bettany, I can't remember if Paul Bettany's confirmed to be in this or not, but I would be very weirded out if he isn't, considering he has a Disney Plus show. So, you know, like, yeah. why wouldn't he show up and just do it? Um, well, and they, they did the the filming for this. Recording a long time. Yeah, ago. a long time. So, yeah, I don't know what's been taking so long. Because I don't think the animation looks that great. <laughs> I, see, I'm actually, I'm a fan of this type of animation it's very video gamey i dig it i'm like yeah sure i i could buy this and maybe that's because of like how much i i play video games you know well my issue with it is not actually the animation itself i think the animation like in long shots and the actions it looks really great my issue is the character faces particularly i look at i think t'challa looks good and i think captain carter looks pretty good i look though at um like the weird close up of Hemsworth's face, well, Thor's face in this, and there's like no expression at all mm. uh, in it. And it's just kind of like there should be more detail on the facing 
with outlining. Yeah. I think that would make it look a bit better. Yeah. Uh, but the character models themselves, I would agree, they look good. Um, and I like that the cast is here. I like... I don't know. It looks good. It looks like I'm looking forward to covering it. And I like that Spider-Man's in it, too. Although that does mean, Tyler, you need to be aware of something right now. All right. You ready for this? Yeah. Is that due to contracts, Spider-Man can appear in cartoons as long as they come in under 42 minutes. So you should not expect a what if episode to go beyond 42 minutes. To go beyond 42. The contracts. All right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just keep that in mind. All right. Maybe maybe we will get a what if for WandaVision and we'll actually get Mephisto <laughs> behind it all. <laughs> I, 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 well, they have said they're planning uh, on doing a season two of What If as well. Oh, really? What okay. If is getting a season two. Um, I imagine that they will make the show be an anthology show. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean these variants. I keep calling them variants, but cause that's what I view them as. Um, these variants wouldn't appear in the next season's team up. Yeah, I'd be okay with. I also assume even that wasn't the plan with Chadwick's passing. That will become the plan because they don't want to recast T'Challa. I think even it. Well, I think they wouldn't care like if they're doing like a Black Panther TV cartoon, you know. But in the case of this, where it's like meant to be Chadwick's T'Challa, and it is Chadwick's T'Challa for the first season, I don't think they're going to bother recasting. I think they'll just do an anthology thing. Yeah. Um. But anyway, it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. I I I think we'll be in. I, I'm glad. Easy ten weeks to cover on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, the thirty minutes episodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm excited to uh, that we're getting the Watcher to be in. Yes, in the MCU. And I love Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, I yeah. love Jeffrey Wright. What if that's who is? Uh, what if that's who it is in behind the curtain in Loki? What if it's Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher in live action? Maybe. Who? <laughs> you never action. know. I don't think he'd be a bad guy though. That's not what the Watcher is. So no. But anyway. Uh, so uh, now we'll move on past our mini whatever our Ralph bonus. Yeah. And our first bit of news is that Richard Donner has passed away at the age of 91. His other big films were The Goonies, The Omen, Lethal Weapon, and a ton of other movies in there too. But those are his three big ones mm-hmm. that aren't, of course, Superman. He created the first, directed the first really great, well, not even really great, like the first Hollywood-backed, meant-to-be-standalone event picture superhero film with Superman. I should rewatch Superman. I haven't seen Superman probably since I was a kid. But I do know that it is considered to be the template. Like, Spider-Man 1 basically remakes Superman 1, but with Spider-Man. Most of these comic book movies that Marvel puts out, the origin movie is incredibly inspired by Donner's Superman. I think of, personally, I think of the first Wonder Woman movie as being basically Superman meets Lord of the Rings. That is what I get always the vibe from the first Wonder Woman movie. Mm. It's a very influential film, yeah. but it's more relevant than you'd think for this podcast also because Kevin Feige's career began working as assistant to Donner's wife, Lauren Schuler Donner. She is a producer. She produced the first X-Men movie. Actually, she produced pretty much all the Fox X-Men movies mm. uh, at on some point. Aver being the main producer, the executive producer, Feige worked as her assistant. And of course, being on X-Men taught him the ropes. You know, that was the first big thing. He worked right under, you know. The Donners. So Marvel Studios tweeted out a note from Mr. Feige, as I say. His note says, Richard Donner not only made me believe a man could fly, but made me believe that comic book characters could be brought to life on the big screen. Heart, humor, humanity, and verisimilitude. Above all, he taught me that it can be done with, it can and must be done with respect, caring, and kindness to everyone in front of and behind the camera. Dick and Lauren became my mentors early in my career, my early career, and key supporters throughout the birth of the MCU. I owe my career to the way they took the time to nurture and teach a kid from New Jersey 
who didn't know how to use a fax machine or make coffee very well. I always thought Dick was immortal, and I still do. My thoughts are with Lauren and the entire family. Richard Donner, uh, very much a legend of uh, movies in general, really, not just comedy. Yeah. Well, well, I want- he's the legend of comic book movies because he basically invented them. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, that's really it. Is well, and I was going to say, like, he's he set the precedent for for comic book movies overall. But I don't know so much about The Omen because I've not seen it. But I'm talking it's a good about horror movie. It's a movie. talking about uh, the Goonies is. Like the Goonies is looked back on, especially by my parents and, you know, uh, that generation. They look back as like that's a classic from their from their childhood. And it's it's like a I don't know. The Goonies is it's a it's a precedent of like 80s nostalgia that I think I think Donner did really well at at capturing. What I will say about Richard Donner, besides Superman stuff is when everyone thinks of superhero movies, at least until at least for 10 years, because until Batman came out, 1989 came out, it was only Superman. That was the only one people thought of was Superman. Um, and even now, people look back on the original Superman as like, it's a great movie. It is a legitimately great superhero movie. The first one, yeah. even with the somewhat dated effects and stuff, it is a great movie. But not only did he basically create the superhero genre, but I don't know if he created it, but he heavily popularized the buddy cop genre with Lethal Weapon. Mm. That was a huge hit. Yeah. People talk about Lethal Weapon to this day. All three. The fact that not only that, not only the buddy cop, but the buddy cop franchise, because there's three of those movies. There's four. And they're all, I I think. There's four. There's four. You're right. You're right. There's four. I don't know if the fourth one was directed by. Or not directed, I but... I think they were all directed by... By Donner? Uh, Richard Donner. Uh, I'll quickly check that. Because the fourth, one, the fourth one is very different than than the first three. I, I wouldn't be surprised, though. Richard Donner seems like a guy who kind of experimented a bit. Yeah. Uh, Richard Donner actually infamously was taken off of Superman 2, uh, but eventually was allowed to recut the film to his liking. Uh, but he never, f- oh, you know what I forgot that he did? Okay. First off, I will say the lethal, we- he did, uh, he did all the lethal weapon movies. He oh, okay. Lethal movies. But you know what he directed that I totally forgot about? He directed Scrooged. Ooh. The, uh, Bill Murray Christmas Bill Murray. Carol movie. Yeah. Which is a, yeah. Great movie. Great movie. Uh, but yeah, he produced, of course, all the, as I said, he also produced all the, uh, the, well, X-Men 1 and Origins Wolverine. And then his wife produced essentially all the X-Men movies, too. Yeah, I'm looking at his filmography, and it is pretty good. His last film was in 2006. Um, but, yeah, good lineup, good movies, and he, he's a talent that will be missed. Uh, more so by, or I think more so by people older than us. Yeah. Who are more yeah. aware of him. But we got to pay our respect. Especially to those the guy who, who, yeah. who were teens or... You know, like who were kids when Superman came out in theaters. Their Superman is our like Avengers one, you know, or for us, Danny, Thor Ragnarok, you know, like it's something that we'll yeah. always look back on. And it's like I cherish that moment in theaters watching that film. Yeah. Well, I think more for our generation, maybe for the kids of this generation, I think of the Spider-Man movies, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man mm. movies. That is what Superman, I think, is for. My parents. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I agree. I agree. These are legendary films. Well, the first two are legendary films. Let's not yeah. Superman 3. Well, and he, he didn't really direct Superman 2, the, the theatrical cut also. 
So 91 is a long life, though, and he certainly made his mark. So. Oh, yeah. So, Tyler, what's your news? <laughs> that was something completely different. <laughs> In other news, uh, Scarlett Johansson has announced that she is pregnant. <laughs> well, I actually don't think she's announced it. I just think it's something that... See, uh, tabloid reported on. I just, I just want, we're, we're, I just want listeners to know. Danny literally wrote in the notes. Scarlett Johansson is pregnant. She is though. Well, she is because here's the thing. She hasn't shown up at any Black Widow like press events in person. She wasn't even at the red carpet. Isn't that insane? That I mean, she yeah. hasn't been. And of course, being pregnant is the reason not to be like that. That's totally like okay, yeah, sure. You do you, Scarjo. I'm I'm not. Well, gonna I I have to imagine if she wasn't pregnant, she'd be all over these things because she produced Black Widow as well. Yeah. Um. So I have to assume that she. You know, like, yeah, she, she, it's a good reason. Yeah. But my only, my only comment is Colin Jost. Anyway. <laughs> Congrats. I did, I Congratulations. Did, I did see a, uh, I think it was on a YouTube comment for like, you know how basically Marvel's been releasing just five minutes of Black Widow sparingly, like just random clips of Black Widow. Yeah, the whole movie's on YouTube, right? Yeah, pretty well, much. How it is pretty much. Disney Plus. Yeah, I've, I've Plus stopped. Movies. I've um, stopped uh, watching any uh, anything from Marvel Entertainment uh, YouTube channel. Good call, channel. because you know the most recent that they put out shows um, Natasha getting pruned and then getting sent to the void and being like, hey, what's up? She turns her head and there's Evan Peters. <laughs> the post credit scene. Spoiler oh, alert. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. Gosh dang it, Danny. You got me off topic. <laughs> and now I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, it was that uh, they they said something about, like, uh, they made fun of Colin Jost. I sure hope that her husband has a good job so they can uh, still have money to raise this baby. And then the person replied to that comment and they said, one, ScarJo was in one of the biggest movie franchises <laughs> of all time. Two, Colin Jost makes millions every year to write jokes. Yes. Colin Jost, though, really, I don't like Colin Jost. I'll be very oh, quiet. yeah? It's like, all right. I, yeah, he kind of annoys me. I, I, find, him, uh, I find him funny on SNL. Oh, uh, well... But, I'm glad one of us does. That's all he needs. I mean, I'm glad one of us has good taste and the other one is still figuring it out. So you'll get there, Danny. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like you. I don't like you beating yourself up like that. (laughs) Oh, oh, touche. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, our next bit of news. Yeah, our next bit of news is that IGN. Okay. So I have it written as IGN has fired their reviewer. We actually do not know that. Technically, they have swapped the reviewer out for Loki. The reviewer of Loki on their show, on their show, on their site was Sedant Adlaka. Adlaka, excuse me. Here's why I think he's fired. And I know this is a news thing and we are not supposed to speculate. But if you're writing for IGN and then the next week you put up a free Loki review on your Patreon, I think that he still wanted to write Loki reviews. If you, you know, if you're going to put that effort into it, you know, yeah. that's, that's where I'm at is like, um, he didn't want to do this he wouldn't be doing it for free now that you're not letting him doing it on your site now the story behind this thing this whole controversy air quotes is that loki he gave episode four of loki which we will say here we did like episode four of loki 
obviously. We've said that on this podcast. Oh, yeah. However, as much as we like to joke that there's a right and wrong opinion, there really isn't. Um, these things are all subjective, right? Like, that is what I mean, art, that's, art is subjective. That's what that, that is, opinion That is objective. Is. It yeah. is objective that art is subjective. Yes. <laughs> and he gave Loki a 5 out of 10. In response, people completely attacked him, both on DMs and on IGNs, like, I don't know their comments, but on Twitter, they're like, this guy is an idiot. He doesn't know anything about it. Now, here's the thing about Siddhanta Dalaka. He he wrote this phenomenal series called The Road to Endgame for Slash Film. I, I'm very into reading film criticism um, and film op-eds and stuff. He did A Road to Endgame. I think you may have shared that with me. Yeah, I might have way back when. I think I think you might have, and I, and I read it, and it was really good. Yeah, cool. he wrote a retrospective on every single Marvel movie leading up to Endgame. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he really did deep dives into them. The only issue I had with it, and I'll just say this because I'll have it on the record, is that every – and I get why he did it. I get why this is – is that you can't trust people to read everything you write, right? Mm-hmm. So every time he wanted to bring up the military-industrial complex, he would be like, the military-industrial complex is seen in these – and it would be the same paragraph every time. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Copy and paste it. It's fine. It's whatever. But it's also like, okay, I read this already. We're on Captain Marvel. I've read this already. Yeah. <laughs> but – but besides that, it was very well written and very incited, uh, insightful. He's also a critic that I know I'm not necessarily going to agree with, so I don't really like reading him when I'm watching a show. When I was done with the show, I was going to read his local reviews. Yeah. Because I don't want him to really affect my opinion on it. I want to have my own. Because that's what happens when you read too many reviews. You just start making their opinions your own. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's why I, uh, I, I stay off YouTube, any, anything YouTube, any, yes. yeah, social media. Exactly. Um, but I did know he wasn't liking Loki. I don't think he liked. I don't think he's liked a lot of these sh- these shows yet. Uh, well, to be fair, we didn't like one of them either. So, <laughs> so, but he clearly knows what he's talking about when he's talking about the MCU. Um, he's done. He's done more writing of it on of any writer online I know of that is professional. And the fact that he was fired or taken off of it because he gave a bad review and that was not. And this was after, it's more like it was after harassment. It reminds me of, I'll say this now, and you can give me your example, but it reminds me of, Tyler, please don't groan, The Last Jedi. Uh, <laughs> or rather, The Rise of Skywalker. Where in The Rise of Skywalker, in response to the massive hate campaign against Kelly Marie Tran, they took her role down to, I think, five lines. Where within those five lines, she completely betrays the point of her character in the previous film. Uh, and also, she has less lines than J.J. Abrams' friend who won a – literally like J.J. was talking about it in interviews going like, yeah, he won a bet against me on the Super Bowl. So I said, all right, I'll put you in Star Wars. And that guy has more lines than the fifth most important character of the previous film, fifth or sixth most important character. And I get that people don't like Rose. But the answer – I'm sorry. I don't want to talk too much about Star Wars, but the answer is obviously if you don't like Rose, you don't cut her. You air quotes fix her. Yeah. You don't give up on her. If she if she is a clear co lead of the second movie, not co lead, but a co lead of a subplot in the second movie, you cannot completely cut her from the third movie. You make that's not how it works. You make her the star. <laughs> you make her the the lead of her own Disney Plus show. Well, I actually want. I, this is my Star Wars Disney Plus pitch. You know, I have my Toss and Valkyrie one. Yeah, I want to show about Rose and Hux because uh, I think they are the best characters. So, well, 
I like Rose more than most people do in Last Jedi. And I think Hux is the secret star of all these of all three. He's the only part of Rise of Skywalker I like. I think <laughs> Donald so Gleason, the reveal. That's why yeah. he was good. He was barely in it and he was hysterical. <laughs> and uh, I think anyway. to say he was wearing uh space Kevlar <laughs> and have him meet up with Rose and give them both Disney Plus shows. <laughs> Where they go on their own adventures. I like them both. I'm sorry. I think Domhnall is a great actor. I watched Peter Rabbit 2 this week, and I'm not going to cover it in the green room, so I'll just say Domhnall Gleeson is a great actor. Anyway, back to this Loki story. Um, and I know you said this reminded you of something, too. What did it remind you of? It reminded me of uh, all of the the toxic fan culture around the releasing of the Snyder Cut of Justice League. That, like, and that's... That type of stuff is, yes, as a fan, you do have, you know, like, you do have a right to voice your opinion, but you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be to the point of where you're berating and harassing, just straight up harassing the creators of this stuff. How do you, like, here's the way to most effectively speak out to to people if you're dissatisfied with their product you don't pay for it and, and i mean it's just like i'm not going i'm telling well, disney these people for the snyder cut you have these people for the snyder cut. i don't know if you're on twitter but literally like you put each warner brothers puts up a trailer for in the heights right yeah like in june at like early june and i look at the replies and it's all hashtag restore the Snyderverse, and it's like all right guys like Get, I'll be up. Get a life, okay? Right, right. <laughs> get, well, and, get a life. and I know right now it just seems like it, it. It was just people taking to Twitter and saying, "We want the Snyder cut. We want the Snyder cut." It went further than that. There were, I don't want to go as far as to say as there were death threats, but I know that there were violent comments made. Um, and oh, there, like, there are also always death threats over like these superhero movies reviews. Yeah, right? like first person who like put a negative review of The Dark Knight Rises up. I remember that was the first real instance of people like this critic got death threats for giving The Dark Knight Rises a bad review. And like I know what happened with Batman v Superman with some people. It happened with it weirdly happens with DC stuff, but that's not to say that Mar- obviously it doesn't. I can't but, say well, like no, but it, it happens. This whole point is that with, we're talking. It about. happens with Marvel because it happened um, during Falcon and Winter right Soldier, because people when did it people were uh, uh, issuing death threats to um, oh what's his what's his name oh White Russell yeah White right. Russell. Russell yeah for playing You're Captain right. America that. and they like. It was to the point of they were like, we hate you. You're not Captain America. And I'm like, that's the point of the character. That's the point of the show. Like, <laughs> are we that? Point. Are we at that point as a society where when we don't like something, we are now like a Shakespearean audience where we're throwing things at the at the TV and just falling asleep in a drunken stupor with chicken is, on our face i don't know where i'm going with this but well this isn't a new thing though this had michael keaton when he was cast as batman warner brothers got a huge letter writing campaign to fire him because they're like he's too funny he was beetlejuice and uh what's the other bit one is i think the same thing happened with daniel craig when he was cast as james bond yeah, i remember that and was it's just thing. like again first off get a 
Get a life. Sorry, I was about to really swear. Get a life. <laughs> you really got the saxophone sound, but <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it all. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't change anything. It it just creates a toxic environment, and nobody wants you know nobody wants that. And like like I said, yes, you can create a petition, like and you know show that's the way that you show the creators that you want what the original vision was vision was. Do I think the studios did Zack Snyder wrong for what they did with justice league because of his situation? Yeah. yeah. I think that's weird. Yeah, there. That's, like, that's yeah, wrong. I get the, uh... But I don't, it's the means of how like we got the Snyder cut that I have an issue with. Is this, is this toxic? I, there I am saying it again, uh, toxic fan culture of, we didn't get exactly what we wanted. It's like if if this would have happened with WandaVision, we didn't get Mephisto recreate WandaVision. You know, it's kind of like it's you, you you just don't. Well, yeah, and you know you see that for Star Wars. Yeah, you, know? you see all these fans who are like, just redo episode eight. No, <laughs> but then again, you also get me who's like, redo episode nine. Well, no, because <laughs> I don't actually do that. But I I don't act like that. You know, yeah. I, I don't. But it's just like. But but you're not well, buying... in that case. I'm just like guys, just just ignore it. Like yeah, you don't like this. exactly. Yeah, just, and you can pretend the end of Star Wars was Return of Jedi. Like you don't exactly. have to like these movies. I pretend the ending of Star Wars is the Last Jedi. I don't need to acknowledge that the Rise of Skywalker exists. And in this case, with going back to this Loki guy, is like Sadan Adlakla is like one again, once again. He knows his Marvel stuff clearly. He he knows. It. He knows it very well. Second, it's just like, who cares if this one guy on IGN gives it a five out of ten? That doesn't mean you have to dislike it. Like, it doesn't change the like, show who cares? at all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and guess what? Like, I I knew nothing of what what they what they what they said. Like, I follow maybe two or three people, um, and that's that's not to say that like. Oh well, I only follow this curated list of people who, you know, who are like reflect my views because there are things that they say that, the, like their views of shows that I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. But I like I like the conversation, you know. Um, the thing is, is like I did not know about this review. If I knew about it, I wouldn't have done anything about it because guess what? I can turn the computer off. I can just click out of the out of the tab. You know, it's. Get, find something find a better way to spend your time also i do want to point out because we're giving a lot of um we're giving a lot of presence to the fans who who uh harassed this guy and said horrible things to this reviewer but also ign like why aren't you sticking Here's with your employees i want to i want to clarify one thing before we continue sorry yeah it's the editorial staff at ign is not this reviewer's fault, okay? Mm -hmm. Is that their new reviewer? So he gave it an eight out of ten, which again for episode five, it's a fair grade, it's a fair thing. But it's very bluntly obvious if you have a critic who's giving it a negative review, and you're shifting to this critic who's like, oh well, it's an eight out of ten, uh, that like you know there's a reason why they did this. It's IGN, you suck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm we'll just leave it so glad I stopped following you. At after high school, anyways. Can't spell ignorant about IGN. But you can spell rat. Disney has changed the posters for 
uh, all of the MCU films with Black Widow in them. Um, they have changed all of them to be posters with Black Widow. Besides one. Besides Captain Marvel. She's in the post credit scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just realized that. I was like, that's not all of them. She's in the post credit scene of that one. Uh, so that's, um, the re- that's the real news. That's the real the real thing. Where's here. my Captain We're going to talk about why the heck was Captain Marvel not switched. Must be real. It's marketing for Black it Widow. It is. It's more marketing for Black <laughs> Widow. Also, people are going to be very confused if they're like, oh, I want to watch Avengers Endgame. Oh, is this whole movie about <laughs> Natasha Romanoff? And then they click on it. Well, and then- I imagine is like, you know, when I went over my... Okay, so quick story, which we'll relate back. When I went over to my dad's house, my parents' house, a few weeks ago, I finally saw Disney Plus on their TV, and I was like, all right, Dad, you can click anything on here besides Cruella, because if you click Cruella, it's going to charge me $30. Yeah. And then he actually clicks Cruella, I'm like, no, 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 go back, go back, go back. And I just imagine me being like the same thing, like other people, like, whatever you do, don't touch Black Widow. And there's all these Black Widows up there, like, ah, okay. Right. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, I... I, okay, so earlier about our IGN thing, like how I said, if you don't support it, then speak with your money. You know, don't don't pay for the products. I'm going to support Black Widow by going to the movie theater. I'm not going yeah. to support Premier Access by paying for it. Yeah. So there, yeah. I'm speaking to Disney Plus that I want to watch Loki. I don't want to watch Black Widow, a theatrical release. On streaming, enough said. Yeah, I wish I yeah. could be. I wish I could have been as strong. Well, I am a strong. I was like, you know, it's like me. It's like I refuse to watch Soul on Disney Plus. It's to the point where I bought a Blu-ray of it <laughs> and screamed in the theater. And if I hadn't gone to the El Cap for Luca, I would have done the same exact thing. I would have refused to watch it at home, even for summer vibes. Yeah, I would have bought the Blu-ray and then watched it that way. I don't want to. I don't want this stuff on streaming. Although, the one, the one thing I have said I will be hypocritical on is that if I watch Space Jam two, I will watch on HBO Max. I am not watching that in the theater. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, LeBron. Well, but you're still you're still speaking with your money there, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, but it. Oh, you're but not going to pay for your access to it, but. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Actually, I might plan for. Well, never mind. I'll say that off mic. I have only. There's only one way I watch Space Jam two, and I'm not going to say it here. Sorry, guys. If I eventually watch it, maybe I'll mention it offhand in the green room. Me, but anyway, me view it in the green room. <laughs> you will. I won't. Uh, no, no, no. Um, Tom Hardy. Yeah. has spent months making story for Venom two over Zoom. Apparently, over the pandemic, or even before the pandemic, I guess. I would assume because this was shot before the pandemic. Yeah. But yeah, apparently he spent months over the Zoom with the screenwriter going like, All right, mate, here's how you do. This is what I want Venom to do. This is what I want. That's my, I think my Tom Hardy impression, even if it sounds not like Tom Hardy, is entirely accurate. Because Tom Hardy never sounds like Tom Hardy. No, he doesn't. You sounded like <laughs> Ronnie Cray from Legend. That's what you sounded like. Perfect. Yeah, I know. I, I I knew I would nail one of these characters. Uh, 
I mean, the one but, to go yeah. to, the one to go to is Bane. But yeah, props to you for Wait, for going what, with. What, what if what if Venom is trying to make breakfast for Eddie, and then Eddie's just like, "Oh man, I don't want your breakfast." He's like, "Look at this, look at this." He he got eggs and put ketchup on. Yeah, that's what you kind of kind of sound like Tom Hardy from uh, Peaky Blinders. There, another my reason Tom Hardy to is, watch uh, Peaky Blinders. Anyways, my favorite Tom Hardy is a. Uh, my brother watches Piggy Blinders. My hey. favorite Tom Hardy, though, as always, The Revenant, which if you haven't seen it, it's okay. It's not a good movie. I've not seen it. But he does this monologue in it where he goes, you know, a lot of people think God. You can find God in places. But you know where I found God in once? God is a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, and he got an Oscar nom for it. That's his only Oscar nomination. <laughs> <laughs> he's oh. the best part of that movie because oh. he's just going full Tom Hardy honestly I say he's going full Tom Hardy he always goes full Tom Hardy yeah. that's why we love Tom Hardy yeah. he never go, not, that's why he's he never goes he's, less than full that's Tom why Hardy. he's perfect in Mad Max because it's already a crazy world so just put Tom Hardy in it and yeah it's a yeah, I love, sandbox Tom Hardy is so good anyway anyways uh, and can't wait for a story credit yeah can't wait to hear what see what he has cooked up for us and October. <laughs> uh, in other news, Angela Bassett uh, says there have been five scripts for Wakanda Forever, and she hasn't even read the latest. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. I think this movie's already in production. This is true. I I, I I do trust you, Ryan Coogler. Okay? I do trust you. That said, Marvel has four movies already lined up for next year. We can do three. We don't need four movies. We can delay, or we could push up Ant-Man, right? We could push up Ant-Man. Yeah. We could push up Captain Marvel, too. We could catch the Marvels. We could bump those up and push Black Panther back a year. I think it is much more important that Black Panther 2 is done right than it is anything else in Marvel right now. Because if that is film is not good, I... And I mean, I mean, good. I don't mean like uh, a three out of five Marvel movie. Like you know, we get we get three out of five. I like you know, you know what I'm saying. There are three out of five Marvel movies. They're not all great. It needs to be a legitimately great one. Mm-hmm. So if there is an issue with the scripts, and Angela Bass, well, okay, again, we can't really. I don't want to be like. Also, we can't trust Angela Bassett. But let's be real. She doesn't play a big character. She doesn't. She plays you know, uh, their mother. Um, which is, I mean, it's an important character, but it's not a big role. That's what I mean. Well, um, and I can I can definitely see there being, obviously, they had to make the big script change after the passing of Bozeman. Um, yes. But I, I can see why they would have so many script changes. But also, she could be saying there have been five scripts for Wakanda Forever, and I've not read the latest. And there may be just, like, little, like, scene changes now. And that's what she's calling because technically that would be a new version of the script. Yeah, I know what you're yeah. saying, but let me find the exact quote because I remember it sounds it sounded a little more negative than I thought. Um, Entertainment Weekly's website is really bad. I don't know what it's going to look like at all. There's been about five incarnations of the script. Oh, and I hear another one's coming. So she hasn't read the sixth one. That's what she. That's she what she's saying. Gotcha. Of course, of our dear king, which is obviously referring to Chadwick. Going on to glory, a lot of things had to be shifted and changed. 
So thankfully, I think Ryan Coogler and uh, Joe Robert Cole, who's the writer of the first one and came back for the second one, they're just masterful storytellers. They found a way in this world and hopefully will be satisfying. I think for fans, it will be honorable of our Chad. We love our king. But yeah, production has commenced, as it said, but it's very weird that, um, you know, all that stuff. Well, we'll see how it goes. I hope the movie's good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Same here. I agree with what you said about if they need to delay it a year, you know, put it put it a year back, then, then yeah, totally. I, I thought that when they announced it, when they announced it, I was super excited for the title, but I was also kind of like, Sorry, go on. Well, no. that's much sooner than what I was anticipating. Um, but yeah, if they if they move it back a year, give it the time it deserves. I was so surprised when he passed away. They didn't immediately push it back a year. And it, they, they only pushed it back two months. Yeah. So that's been the MCU news for this week. Uh, make sure to tune in soon to catch our latest covering of mcu properties including black widow and the loki finale hey we'll be coming very soon the return right. of the jedi Goodbye. bye catch you in the next one